Good evening, ladies. Hi, my name is Helena Pierce, and welcome to The Flow. So tonight's episode, we will be talking to women in particular. Men, you're absolutely okay to listen because this may give you some good knowledge on how to take the load off of your woman or signs that you can look for that might be happening that you're not even aware of. So everybody, welcome to the flow. Again, my name is Helena and I am your host. Today's topic, we're going to use the phrase hats off, right? Hats off. That's something we usually hear uh, when we're congratulations and congratulations. I'm sorry if we're um, telling someone that they've done a good job. Hats off to you, right? Um, I am going to be using this phrase in a double meaning uh, hats off as in good job you've done a good job so far but literally take the hat off for a minute hats off so women have you ever felt like you have been doing it all right you have been the mom you are the sister You are the best friend. You are the caregiver. You are the wife. Uh, You are the homebody. You are the working woman. Uh, You do the cooking, the cleaning, the babysitting, all of it. Have you ever woken up one day and realized, who in the world am I right now? Right? This podcast is for you today. Hats off. Women, we wear multiple hats. We wear a lot of hats. And I'm going to go through a couple of them. And if you have to close your eyes just so you can get a visual, then by all means, do that. So for those of us who have small children or husbands uh, or loved ones, you know, they, kids get a scrape or they're not feeling well the husband is sick we put the hat of the nurse on Uh, we're taking care of elderly parents we are the caregiver we wear that hat right Uh, when we're at home doing our home duties whether we're married or single parent or just living alone Uh, We have to do the cooking. We have to do the cleaning. So we're wearing the chef hat. We are wearing the janitor's hat, right? Um, We have to organize. We have to organize meals and organize schedules and organize other people's schedule, whether it's the children or the husband, right? Um, So we become the organizer, right? Uh, our children as they get older sometimes they go astray they get in trouble in trouble with the law in those cases you become the lawyer for them you become the spokesperson you wear that hat right you have issues going on within your uh, your girlfriends they're at odds with each other and you're playing the mediator right so we wear so many hats and oftentimes um 
oftentimes some of these hats we don't have to just to be honest with you we don't always have to wear the hat that we choose to put on there are some however that you know we have to wear um but we don't have to wear them all at the same time my mind goes back to dr seuss um i don't remember what the story was but i can see the picture of the um demonstration on the book where dr seuss has all these hats on his head right and um sometimes that is very hard for us uh to balance it's hard to balance so many things at so many times so again if you could close your eyes and imagine that you are balancing all these hats literally hats on your head and then try to move right without a hat falling off well what does that look like a hat falling off well a hat falling off means that you feel like if you are not perfect in the job that you're doing or performing associated with that hat if you fail at being the mediator or if you fail at being the nurse or the caregiver uh what does it look like when everything is so unbalanced and you lose a hat uh for some of us it feels like we have failed the individuals because we feel like we haven't done what we've set out to do oftentimes it's not what we've set out to do is what we've put ourselves into doing I, i hope that makes sense like okay let me give you an example if my best friend is having an issue and she calls me and she's crying so i run over to her and i be a shoulder for her right and then she starts telling me well my boyfriend did this and i don't know what i'm going to do what do you think i should do now we've starting to put on another hat because now we're going to be psychiatrists and give advice right and then we give advice that doesn't work and when that advice doesn't work we get the blame right no one asked us to be the psychiatrist right we could have easily said i can't really give you advice on what to do that's something you have to think up on your own i'll be here to support you in whatever you do and you know walk you through it but a lot of times we put on things that we don't need and then when it falls apart we feel guilty ladies hats off okay hats off another issue when it comes to trying to balance so many hats right moving at a normal pace is next to impossible right when you're balancing so many things at the same time you slow your own self down right you begin to slow down what does that look like when you're slowing down that means that you're accomplishing everybody else's goals while your personal goals are being left undone right so as a young single parent right as i was coming up so i tried to be 
everything that I felt my kids needed, right? There were things that transpired in my household that I felt like I had to be the protector of my kids. And being the protector of my kids when I needed to either be working or something else, I felt like, no, I can't trust my kids at a babysitter. It's too many things going on. It's too many things I've been I've been exposed to that I know could go wrong. I have to be there, right? have to be home with them I only could trust them with my mom like so it was very hands-on and you know they had to be right there right they couldn't walk too far ahead of me or anything else right and so a lot of things I sacrificed because I felt like I needed to be extra protective over my children and not give them leeway to do some things on their own um the problem however is as I'm doing so much for them. I was doing so little for myself. And it wasn't until later on in life when all of my peers were uh, graduating from college, getting promoted at their jobs, and um, were extended in their 4K1 plans and had, you know, their future was already taken care of. And here I am at 40 and 50, and I'm pretty much at ground zero, I'm at stage one, trying to catch up. <laughs> I'm working like a teenager and I'm in my 50s. And a lot of that is because my world slowed down because I was doing so much for everybody else. And it was things that I did not necessarily have to do in the manner that I did it. So the one thing that we got to understand is maintaining a balance right we have to maintain a proper balance we can't have too much of one thing and not enough of another it has to be a balance a balance flow pun intended right so another thing when you're wearing so many hats okay we talked about uh when you're losing hats trying to balance them right we're talking about slowing down when you're trying to carry so much, right? Um, another thing is sometimes not only do we slow down, but we get stuck because we have to make sure everything is straight. And because we want everything to be straight, we don't move at all until everything falls into line, right? And then we end up getting stuck. And it is in this stuck phase where we realize when we get that epiphany, we have lost ourselves. Right? That's when you wake up one morning and you say to yourself, who am I? Hey, who am I? I know somebody has been there before when you just woke up and forgotten who you are, right? You started years ago, maybe you wanted to be a dancer, right? Um, but you took on being a wife instead. And, no regrets on the choices that you made. You just realized that you dropped the ball on yourself because you became stuck in doing one thing versus a balance of multiple things evenly, right? So you just became stuck. 
So let me give you an example of how I became stuck on time. So I I was a single parent and then I decided to get married and I got married. And prior to getting married, my kids, they were wonderful. As a single parent, writing was my outlet, right? So that's what I did. Um, I wrote, I wrote poetry, I uh, wrote uh, public speaking um, papers. I wrote for other people. Writing was my thing. Um, I was very creative in it. I had about six journals, which I wrote in constantly. Uh, my study time was intact. And it was what I loved to do. It was part of who I was. I identified my own self by being a writer. I I was a writer. You may ask me back then before I got married, what do you want to be? A writer. I want to be an author. That's what I want to do. I want to write a book. Da, 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 da. I want to be a motivated speaker. I want to be a public speaker. I was already a minister. Um, so that was my theme. I was happy doing it. it. And even though I had to run a household with kids, I was able to find my time it was usually between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. was my flow time. It was the time when I sat down. I was in a complete study or a complete writing and I was able to finish most of what I wanted to do and I was happy and the next morning I felt uh, gratification for accomplishing what I set out to do within that time period uh, again my children were great they were great they didn't know what I was doing but they didn't really bother me when it came to you know if I slept later because I was up so late um, they knew what they needed to do um and then I got married and and maybe like the second week y'all of marriage um my husband did the unthinkable for a writer um and that was he went into one of my journals right and I have journals my journals are segmented or there are different journals for different things. So I have a free speech journal. So that's the one where I'm angry if I'm mad. You know, as a preacher, you can't get up in a pulpit and cuss people out, right? It's unheard of. Um, and people are not going to listen to you if you do that, right? So um, for me, writing was my outlet. So I had this one journal. Um, if I was upset or I needed to vent, it was in that journal that I would do it. And in the in face of the journal, that first page when you flip the cover, you know, it was like private journal, please do not read, um, you know, and that was on most of my journals. And I got home one day and this man was holding my journal and he was like, so what? what is this you wrote about me? Like, what? what? Did you just read my journal? And he just was flipping through and reading it and I felt violated so much so until I stopped like I wouldn't write for years I just stopped writing I stopped I continued to uh, do whatever it was I just didn't you know I, f I felt almost raped um, when he did that I mean there was no way of me explaining to him um, the magnitude of what he did right to him was just oh it's just a book and he was more upset about what he saw which really wasn't that big of a deal 
I'm going to try to explain to him. It was just venting. But the point is, I was stuck. I became stuck. I was doing everything else, maintaining the household, trying to be the good wife, uh, dealing with issues that we had within the marriage and trying to uh, be counseled and be the counselor, right? Uh, and so I ended up doing so much. And then I took on the responsibility of my niece and I adopted her and so it was things that we had to do to take care of her appointments that she had to make through psychiatrists and so on and I just became stuck in other things and forgot about writing I let writing go and then one day I woke up and literally felt like air was leaving like I was in a panic and I realized it was my moment where I was like who have I become and how did I get here and it didn't dawn on me right away that it was the writing that I was missing um, it took some I had to do some backward walking to find out how I got into the place that I was in what what was missing in my life that um, was no longer filling a void. And once I figured out what it was, I immediately, you know, dropped some other hats and began to do what made me happy. So that's my advice. Advice number three, do what makes you happy. Don't get so busy doing things for so many other people that you forget to do for you. Always schedule you right when you're doing scheduling and taking care of everybody else always put in your schedule yourself always schedule yourself and that's how you maintain mental stability it's when you schedule time for yourself events for yourself um, make goals for yourself set those goals and here's the next thing. So we talked about when we um, we talked about balancing, right? We talked about losing the hats. We talked about how we slow down. We talked about being stuck. And now let's take a minute and talk about hats off, right? Every now and then, I'm going to give you a secret. To peace of mind and the way to help you balance there is this word right and this word is it's phenomenal when used correctly right it is so phenomenal that it transcends languages uh, you recognize it in every tongue right no matter what language is being spoken this word is recognizable and that word is no two letters real close to each other in the alphabet l-m-n-o-n-o no right they sit right next to each other in the alphabet just a two-letter word but very powerful when used correctly. Never be afraid to say no. 
We don't always have to do everything. Every now and then, we can remove a hat. We don't have to, you look crazy wearing four, five, six, you look crazy wearing two hats at the same time. You only can successfully operate when using one hat at a time. And I know we take great pride in being uh, in doing multiple tasking, right? Multiple tasking. We that we think that that is the best thing in the world to learn how to do. So I've learned something. I was a multitasker. Yes, and I took great pride in being able to do multiple things at one time, right? And then uh, I had a, a mild stroke about two years ago. And after the stroke, I lost the ability to multitask. And at first I was like, and sometimes, to be honest, I still get frustrated when I can't do more than one thing at a time. But one thing I did realize is that I do the one thing better than I did before when I was trying to do something else along with it. And a lot of times you'll find out that you'll excel when you focus on the one thing and then go to the next. So if someone is interfering while you're in the middle of doing one thing, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, wait a moment. I've learned recently with my grandkids, and I have a lot of them, but I have three or four in the house now. And, you know, it's free range. They're usually in and out, in and out, in and out. And I had to learn to say, okay, stop. No, this is my room. When the door is closed, you have to stop. You have to wait because I need this time for myself. Or if they just swing on in here, you know, I ask them one question. Why are you in my room? Oh, I just want to say hello. You just said hello five minutes ago. Give me my space. And then we'll say hello in about 20 minutes. So it's okay. They understand they have my time. Sometimes I have to put a note outside the door to let them know, you know, it's me time. And they honor that for the most part and allow me to flow. So ladies, that has been our segment for today. I hope I've said something that will help you uh, redirect what's going on in your life and that you could come back to the knowledge of who you are so that you can have a normal flow. There's a woman in the Bible that they talked about with the issue of blood. And the issue of blood, as we know it, women, is our menstrual or our period, right? And the period comes when it comes, they told us, oh, you are a woman. It indicates that for most cultures that you have entered into womanhood, it uh, lets you know that you have come to the part of life where you are at childbearing state and you're able to conceive. Um, the problem is, although it is, it is actually a cleansing process is what it is. It's the body's natural way of cleansing, right? It's disgusting, but it's technically cleansing it looks nasty and you know whatever I'm not gonna go through all that Um, but y'all know Uh, but in reality it is the body's way of cleansing Um, unfortunately 
if it's abnormal, um, what was allowed for you to produce now stops you from producing, right? Um, it hinders the process of producing because um, if you are constantly flowing, then nothing can be created because it gets lost, it gets cleaned out, it gets lost in the flow. So there's no production, there's no producing. Uh, so uh, in an abnormal flow, you become weak, right? So this woman had a flow for 12 long years. I can't even imagine. So we want a normal flow, ladies. We want things to be normal. We want a cleansing process. This has been my show. <clears throat> Excuse me. God bless you. And again, welcome to the flow. Thank you.